warm welcome to you all. Hope you'll thoroughly enjoy our program. Tony podcast with Scott and Tony. Morning, mate. Good morning. Bit of a big day for us. It's it's one that I think you particularly have been looking forward to since we started. Yeah, I think I mentioned it in the first recording as well that we'd be covering these. You, you wanted to do this. This was part of the reason the the show was set up. This I think. was the so deal could, breaker. Yeah, just so you could actually record. record. So much so it's even in our intro. The majority of it. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, we're going to be reviewing. Carry on, Sergeant. Now, 60 years old, the first of the 31 carry on yes. films, including Columbus, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, That's one we will not be reviewing. Yeah. Um, and it's fair to say that this is not a typical carry on film as to what the carry on movies become. No. It was a finding your feet movie for carry on. Yeah. Just like the first James Bond. Yes, because we had that conversation and the normal wisdoms. We said they get yeah. better as they go along, didn't yeah. we? Um, let's play the trailer and we'll come straight back with Carry On Sergeant. And now for getting things out of a horse's foot. <laughs> I've always wanted one of these. <laughs> Medical. <laughs> a farce. A criminal farce. Me. A flaming one. I'll tell you, mate. Two of everything you should have two of and you're in. If you've never been doubled up before, if you've never lost your breath laughing, we warn you it could happen now. Get your hair cut in the morning. As you watch a bunch of physical jerks, a proper shower of misbegotten misfits who never miss a trick. Now, I'm a quiet, reasonable, humane man. I know. My mother told me. Oh, yes, I had a mother and a father, even though I'm a sergeant. Can I report sick, please? William Hartnell as Sergeant Grimshaw, Shirley Eaton as Mary, a honey pining for a honeymoon, just married to a ripe Charlie, Bob Monkhouse. You want leave to get married, do you? Oh, no, sir, no, sir. It's just that I want to arrange things. Dirty rotter. Eric Barker as Captain Potts. Dora Bryan, the naffy cook, who whips up a little passion with Kenneth Connor as Private Horace Strong, the hypochondriac. Why are you so frightened of love, Horace? Let me get out. Come take a pill. Hattie Jakes, the M.O. Bill Owen as Corporal Copping. Charles Hawtrey as Private Go Lightly. Attain! Owen! Stop! Get out! Let go! Let go! Let go! Let go! 
Carry-On Sergeant, released on the 12th of December 1958. Tony, directed by Gerald Thomas, who would go on to direct every single one, as far as I'm aware. Produced by Peter Rogers, who would produce every single yep. one. Um, now, starring, we're going to go through pretty much most of this cast. In the title role, William Hartnell. You've got Shirley Eaton, Eric Barker. Charles Hawtrey's there, Kenneth Connor's there, Kenneth Williams is there. Before we go into specifics about Carry On Sergeant, can you remember sort of your first memory of ever seeing a Carry On film? No, because I watched them from so young. Yeah. I just can't even remember what one it was because they was on every day. They just existed. Yeah. Yeah. And we had them all on VHS. We had the big box set. So you'd just be selecting... Random ones and just yeah. watching them all the time. Yeah. And so then with, with um, like the TV we've got nowadays, you've got shows where they're on all the time. ITV3 ITV permanently. ITV3, <laughs> Gold are occasionally on there. Yeah. You just can't get away from them. It's, it's not a new thing because I remember in the 70s, obviously they were still being made then. I remember them being released at the cinema to a certain degree. They used to be shown, it was like, if BBC would show them, I remember them on a Friday evening originally, I think I first saw my first couple of carry-ons. But they wouldn't show one one week. they show a whole series over the, yeah. the, the whole summer. There'd be six or seven of them. And, you know, the first one, and I was trying to think, it's either carry-on spying, oh, which yeah. is a really weird one. That's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> or up the Kyber. Yeah. Which were part of this season that they showed and Screaming came came on at the same sort of time and I was hooked, you know, and then it was obviously Cleo and all the others that were there and back then um, I don't think Carry On Dick had even been screened on TV or Behind or yeah. England and all those later ones and and they were quite big events at the time when they were getting their premieres on the TV it's the new Carry On movies being shown, you know, and uh, I can remember some of the later ones, they wouldn't actually broadcast them until after 9 o'clock yeah, because of the um, double entendres the innuendos, it was a bit, you know. But it's, it's laughable now when you when you look at them. It's fair to say, isn't it? I think Tony that the first sort of four or five, six even, aren't what we would associate with a Carry On film. No, they're no. your gentle British comedies that happen to have Carry On in the title. Yeah, it's um, almost like a real life drama, wasn't it? The way I look at it. It well, was... Carry On Sergeant. Yeah. That, that was real life drama. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, obviously, Carry On Sergeant is, is. They made the movie without the intention of it becoming this whole series of things with Carry On in the front of it. It's called Carry On Sergeant because that's the that, instruction yeah, given to William Hartnell throughout yeah. the film, isn't it? Um, what's the next one? Is it Teacher? Uh, you've got Carry On Nurse in 59. Is that next? Yep. And it's Carry On Teacher. Yeah. Then it was Carry On Constable. So it's sort of like they're trying to get professions, aren't they, to yeah. start with? Then I think it must be Regardless after uh, yeah, that. Yeah, Carry On Regardless, then Cruising, then Cabby, then Jack. Now that's a bit weird, because Cruising's in colour, Yes, then Cabby goes ca- back to black and white. Yeah, but then also Carry On Jack was colour. colour. But Carry On Spying black is and black and white. They were filmed on a shoestring budget, quite famously. Yeah, yeah, and the actors all earned very poor wages. Very, very poor wages. You know, Kenneth Williams made huge things about it in his diaries. I think I found somewhere one of them in this particular movie, I can't remember who it was, was paid 320 quid. Yeah. Which was the going rate for stock actors at Rank or Pinewood or whatever it may have been, you know. How often have you seen this particular film? 
Oh, I've watched them all God knows how many times. Yeah, see, this one I haven't. This one I've seen once or twice. Yes, one no, this ones... is always a Sunday afternoon jobby, yeah. around four o'clock. It's one of the ones I don't go back to that often, because I have my favourites, but saying that, I don't think I've sat and watched a whole load of carry-ons for over 20 years. Yeah. Cleo was on at Easter, I think, and I watched that on the TV, and I hadn't seen that for God knows how long, you know. I always found it strange that the, the sort of go-to carry-on was always camping. I think that epitomises what a carry-on movie is, yeah. isn't it? Because it's the, it's the almost classic line-up. I don't think anybody's missing in camping apart from um, Jim Dale. Yeah. They're all in it, aren't they? Even Peter Butterworth's in it, and um, obviously Charles Horsley, Kenneth Williams, Hattie Jakes. Kenneth Connor's not in it. it no, uh, Bernard Breslau is, isn't he, in Barbara Windsor? It's, it's the one, I think, that typifies the carry-on film. It, it, was, it was 1969. So it's at their peak, I yeah. think. I think it is the peak of their powers. See, my favourite, I think I like um, Cowboy and Carry On England. England I'm not a fan of. Cowboy's a strange one to like. I do like it. I don't know why, but yeah. I've always liked that one. If I had to pick a favourite, I think Cleo always was my favourite. A lot of people like Screaming. Screaming's all right. Yeah. Um, I, just, I couldn't get into it like the rest of them. You can tell that the Harry H. Corbett role was specifically written for Sid James and he couldn't actually do it. Yeah. Because there are lines that Harry Corbett says, Harry H. Corbett says, that you can hear Sid James yeah. saying. Yeah. It must have been written for him. We'll have to look into that when we get nearer to, to screaming at the time. This one's interesting because there are about three or four of what will become regular carry-on faces in this movie. Surprisingly, the one that I spotted that will not appear now, probably until Up the Jungle, is Terry Scott's in this. Yes. Very briefly at the beginning, making the bet with William Hartnell yeah. as one of the other sergeants. Yeah. But then he doesn't appear, does he, for a long time? No. Probably either one of the Doctor movies or Up the Jungle. I think it might be one of the Doctor movies he appears in before that. Terry Scott, what a very good man. You like Terry Scott? Yeah, I do like Terry Scott. A bit Scott. of a fan of Terry Scott. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, but I do like Terry Scott. A bit of a soft spot for him. But then you get people in here, in this particular movie, that will never appear in a carry-on film ever again. Below him? Below him, Compo. Yeah. I don't think he's not in regardless, is he? No, actually, do you know what? I think Below him is in more than one. I think he might be, but William Hartnell definitely isn't. Bob Monkhouse, who is the, the star... Yeah. Of this film <laughs> doesn't go on to any other carry-ons. He goes on to make the dentist movies, dentist on the job, and mm. was it the dentist on the go or something. I think it was. Hattie Jakes is in there. You know that everybody that we associate with a carry-on film, apart from Sid James, is not there. Barbara Windsor, yeah, Bernard Breslau, I suppose are the th the three main ones. But you've got Kenneth Williams, Kenneth Connor. Hattie Jakes and Charles Haltry. Charles Haltry are the, probably the, the the mainstays of it there. Where does this rank in your carry on watching? Um, it's not at the top, but no. I do enjoy it. Yeah, mid mid. Table. Yeah, I'd say mid mid table. What we might have to do once we've done all thirty odd, is perhaps rank them as to our favourites and our least. We, we can we know what the bottom two are going to be. Yeah. Emmanuel and Columbus. I've never even watched them. Have you not? We're going to no. have to watch them. Oh, I don't know if I can. We're going to have to. Sorry. <laughs> Emmanuel, I saw the start of it and that was it. Stopped. 
Mm. Um, I don't think I've seen it all the way through, actually. In Columbus, I don't think I've seen No, that what did it for me is when I found out Martin Clunes was in it. Why is he against Martin Clunes? Oh, no, I love Martin Clunes. I think he's a brilliant actor. I loved yeah. him in Behaving Badly and Doc Martin and all that. Yeah. Um, but just not in a carry-on. Yeah. No. I think it's quite sad, isn't it, when you see people like Jim Dale yeah. trying to relive the past glories, you know. Uh, I think Jack Douglas is in it as well, isn't it? There's not many that survived that were that actually made it into that movie because those that were alive at the time, which was like early 90s, just refused to do it, didn't they? Yeah. I almost see like the end ones like that. Mm. As I compare it to Only Fools and Horses. Just flogging the dead horse, dragging it out. Yeah. They should have left Only Fools when they found the watch, the watch time on yeah. their hands. Yeah. They should have left it there. But they carried on, they, I think they ruined it. Yeah. There's probably going to be a lot of out there that's going to lynch me now for saying that. Well, no, I think that's the, the general <clears> opinion, <throat> isn't it? I think it was... And it's the same with the carry-ons. They should have left it on a high. Yeah. Not filming Charles Paltry drinking himself to death. Yeah. And carry on abroad? See, that's a, no, that's a little bit... Bef- yeah, well, I suppose he was, but, but then he still came... got behind in England after that. Yeah. And they're the two that I always struggle with. They're the ones that I think are just going too far. Yeah. Um, Abroad, I think, is just about okay because Joan Sims is in it with Sid James, Peter Butterworth and Hattie Jones. You know, they're all there. Bernard Breslau's in that one. Yeah. And it's just about right, I think, before it starts to get tired, before it starts to get embarrassing almost. Yeah. There's a golden sort of period of carry-ons, isn't there, I think, after, after sort of spying, I think... When it goes into the sort of the doctory ones. Yep. And you get that whole 60s. The 60s ones pretty much are are the golden era, would you say? Yeah. Because you've got... I mean, I'm doing this from memory, but you've got Doctor, again, Doctor, Matrons later, isn't it? Sort of 70s. But you've got At Your Convenience. You've got... At Your Convenience is a very good <laughs> one. Up the Kyber, Cleo. For, for people that have never seen a carry-on movie, how would you describe it? Oh, wow. It is very British humour. Yep, seaside postcard. Yeah. Baldy. Yeah. Double entendres, saucy. I've I've heard conversations on other podcasts with American friends. I mean, one of the American podcasts that the Stinking Paws podcast was linked to, one of our friends tried to get them to review Carry On Cowboy from an American point of view. Right. And just didn't get it at all. No. Just didn't get It'd it. It'd probably come across as a bit of a piss take. It, well, it is, isn't it? <laughs> well, to, to us, yeah, it's, it's just British comedy at its best, you know. It's like the scene out of Norman Wisdom when they do the, the cowboy shootout in a department store. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of similar to that, but to the Americans, they're probably thinking, what the What is this? Why are they... Is this? Yeah, why are they doing that? This particular film is not, like we say, a typical carry-on. It's... It is your typical late 50s British comedy, totally inoffensive. Apart from, there are hints that there is some element of sauciness to it. Yeah. Nothing blatant like you'd, you know, you'd get in at your convenience or camping or whatever. But that sort of subplot of Bob Monkhouse trying to get leave to consummate his marriage. Yeah. (laughs) It's there, isn't it? And You've got Nora in the naffy, you some... Dora Bryan, who's who's trying to trying to get Kenneth Connor. Yeah. So there is, that's a mainstay of the Carry On films, isn't it? It is all sort of like love and sex. Yeah. And relationships and chasing each other and and 
pursuing love's dream, you know, or just getting your leg over. It's, it's, it's... But I used to watch a program on ITV called Bad Lads Army, and they used to interview actors that did their national service. Yeah. And what they said, it sounds exactly like Carry On Sergeant. That's exactly how it was back then. You was always chasing the skirt. Always trying to get your leg over. Because you were only there for ten weeks. You had no commitment, did you? That was the thing. Yeah. My dad did national service. He was out in uh, Egypt, I think he was. Somewhere it was somewhere abroad. Um, and it, this is towards the end of national service. This yeah. was 1958. National service, I think, finished 1960. Yeah. I think it was New Year's Day, 1960, the last lot of recruits were drafted in. So it's sort of the tail end of, of the national service era. And you can see why... Peter Rogers has, has sort of chosen this subject because it was probably quite topical at the time. Yeah, it was only 10 years or so from the war, wasn't it? Yeah, but National Service was sort of at its, yeah. its height as well. And it's quite interesting. Did you look at some of the list of the ones that they didn't make? No. Right, hang on, I'll just quickly scroll down. And this is going into the 60s, okay. Here you go, Tony, listen to this, mate. Unmade carry-on movies. Right. Right, there was one in 1961 called What a Carry-On, so I don't know what that was. 1961, Carry-On Smoking. Oh. Revolving around a fire station. Oh. Which sort of fits in with constable, teacher, nurse, yeah. yeah. 1961, and again 1962, and it failed at both times because the script couldn't be perfected. Carry-On Spaceman. Okay. It's the height of the space race, yeah. wasn't it? America and Russia. Moonland, yeah. Yeah. 1962, Carry On Flying, about a group of RAF recruits. Got as far as pre-production before being abandoned. Jim Dale was to appear in that in his first Carry On. I think that'd been quite a good one, actually. Yep. This one sounds absolutely perfect when you think of Carry On Henry, Carry On Dick, things like that. Carry On Robin, set around a sort of Robin Hood type one. Yeah. That was um, 1965. This one, Carry On Again Nurse. They were just going to try and get the medical ones going in 1967. Carry On Escaping, 1973. Prisoner of War Camp type one. (laughs) These were all viable scripts that were written and sort of pre-produced and just sort of fell at the last hurdle. And then, famously, I remember this, 1980, Carry On Dallas. They were going to do a spoof of, like, American soap operas. Oh, no. And imagine 1980, they're all getting quite old now, I'm and it's going to be, yeah. That one. Um, 81, Carry On Down Under. <laughs> yeah. And, and up to recently, literally a couple of years ago, they were talking to Carry On London, weren't they, I think? Did you hear about that one? Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all fallen by the wayside. Good. So, in this movie, let's talk about who's in it, because I've got some some news on two of them. All right. Um, Are they listening? No, because oh. I think they're both they're both not no no longer with us. Oh. <laughs> In fact, there's not many that are still on this list that are still alive. Unfortunately, sixty years old for God's sake. <laughs> well, hopefully, some of them are listening somewhere. Somewhere, <laughs> yes. In spirit. Okay, I've got the IMDb list. I'm going to run down from the top, and we'll just rattle through. And then, as I get to the two that I need to point out, I'll tell you why we need to talk about them. William Hartnell, Sergeant Grimshaw. Yep. First carry-on movie, only carry-on movie. Probably more famous as the first Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. We're going to come across him next week, in next week's movie. Oh, okay. Playing another dramatic role. Quite a, quite a famous actor in the 50s. 
for British movies. I think he was in Brighton Rock, which I think was the 40s, but he always played these, either played like a little gangster type villain or a, or someone official like a policeman or a or a sergeant in this case, you know. What did you think of William Hartnell? Yeah, I quite liked him. Done the job? Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted that gritty, sort of straight-faced man as a sergeant. He, 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 he passes as a sergeant, basically. You can... Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Shirley Eaton. Shirley Eaton goes on to film another couple of carry-ons, I think. She's Bob Monkhouse's wife. Yep. Yep. Do you know what Shirley Eaton is most famous for? No. James Bond. Right. She's the lady that painted gold in Goldfinger. Oh, right. Yeah, that's Shirley Eaton. She was a Bond girl for five, five, six years after this. Oh, okay. Eric Barker, the captain, he appears in a couple more. He normally plays coppers and things yeah, like that. Yeah, he was the inspector, he? I do believe. Yeah, Constable. Constable, yeah. yeah. Um, but he soon disappears after a couple, you know. He, he doesn't appear in many more. Dora Bryan, playing Nora. I think this is a, her only carry-on, possibly. And as you said, Bill Owen. Yeah. More famous as Compo out of... Um, Last Summer Wine. I think appears in a couple more. Yeah. He's... Surprising how many of these old movies he was in, because we only remember him as Compo, don't we? Yeah. Brilliant actor. Yes. I think he is, actually. You know, it's sad that people just remember him as, as you know, scruffy old man in Last of the Summer Wine, because he does... He does play, was it the corporal, isn't it? Yes. yes. Yeah. Really good. Okay, Charles Hawtrey. Now, <laughs> he made me laugh in this. He's not quite the effeminate camp Charles Hawtrey that we're going to get to know and love over the series. No. But he has a couple of moments when he's doing the slow march. Yeah. <laughs> and he does it's a bit fairy like, you know, and he's slow mince. Yeah, he's <laughs> mincing rather than marching, you know. Uh, and then he's like arguing, and that that sort of relationship with Kenneth Williams, you can see it, like the the germ germination of it's just starting. That they go on to do in the Doctor movies, almost a great double act. And I always thought, you know, in the later sort of like the Doctor type carry on ones. Kenneth Williams and Charles Hawtrey, when they're talking, always sort of turn away from the camera because they're reading their lines. They are notoriously bad at, you know, the cue cards for Charles Hawtrey all the time because he's probably pissed. Yeah. <laughs> but he does it in this and he's not actually reading lines. I think it's just a mannerism that he has that he just sort of turns away to the side when people are talking to him. Like, oh, hello. Yeah, it's his good side. <laughs> it could be, oh, hello. You know, he's sort of turning away. <laughs> um, for the benefit of the listener, Charles Hawtrey is actually... Sitting on the chair next to me <laughs> with a microphone holding a bottle of wine in a bath. <laughs> yes. That's not a microphone, it's a glass of wine. Oh, yeah. It's Tony's birthday card. I got it made from Moonpig. It's got a picture of Charles Hawtrey on the front. I thought this is just important to bring up at this point that he's there he is, watching he's, us. He is watching us from his bath. <laughs> Kenneth Williams. Yes. After Sid James, I think possibly my favourite carry on actor. I mean, you, you've got a sort of soft spot for Joan Sims and people like that. Yeah. yeah. But I think Kenneth Williams, because I've read his diaries and his autobiography and things like that, it's just somebody that I think is a fascinating character in real life as well as, you know, if you read the diaries as to what he writes when he's recording and filming these, you know, particular movies, it gives you a really good insight as to what was going on in his mind, you know, how how belittled he felt because he considered himself like a classical stage actor, you know. Yeah. 
but he carried on doing it and and Peter Rogers held him in high esteem because he was the glue that held them all together. He said without him, you know, it just wouldn't have worked. He's um, a very, very good actor and I, he could put himself yeah, to anything. And, and I do like him. I do like Kenneth Williams. Kenneth Connor. Yes. I really like him. Tends to play this type of... He's a hypochondriac in this. Yes. Always that nervy type. Does all that noise he does. He does it so well. Yeah, <laughs> and he carries on doing it. You know, Peter Butterworth does that type of thing as yes. well in um, Up the Kyber. Yeah, he's always a bit nervy, isn't he? When the bombs are going off and stuff. I like Kenneth Connor. Kenneth Connor does go on right through, doesn't he, to Emmanuel? Pretty much. You know, he's one of the ones that sticks right through it. We'll have to have a look. See who did the most. I can't remember who did. So one of them does thirteen or fourteen. I think it might. Be Kenneth Williams. Yeah, I think Kenneth Williams. Um, Charles Hawtrey's in quite yeah, He does quite a few. And, and I forgot Hattie Jakes was in this, the yeah. very first one. She's a medical officer in this. Yeah. But I think she doesn't appear in a couple after this, does she? I mean, Carry On Jack has got hardly any of them in it. Carry On Jack has just got Kenneth Williams, Charles Hawtrey in it. Yeah. And Bernard Cribbins, who appears in a couple... Oh, Bernard Cribbins. Bernard Cribbins, he not in Brilliant. The, but he only did a couple, didn't he? Spying and yeah. Jack, I think, were the only two. He's in Columbus, I believe. Bernard Cribbins. Mm. National Treasure, I think we're gonna have to He's still going strong. He still is. He's still, still doing is. children's TV now. Is he? Yep. Bloody hell. Yeah, my little un watches him, salty sea dog or whatever he's called. <laughs> and he's out on a boat. He's brilliant yeah. still. Excellent. What's he most famous for the Wombles? Uh, and he's because uh, he narrated it, didn't he? Was that? But yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his little sing songs. Well, I remember Right Said Fred and yeah. Hole in the Ground and yeah. Gossip Calypso and yeah, I've got the song for feeling. <laughs> As we carry on down the the cast list, Tony, um, we spoke about this when we first started the podcast ooh, ten or eleven episodes ago. Now seems so long ago. We've been going for nearly a year. Did you know that, by the way? Bloody hell! Yeah, we started June last year. The Stinking Paws podcast, which is our sister podcast, the one that started it all. The mother. The mother of all podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Has a thing called the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But it's nothing grand. I mean, the Stinking Paws we refer to as the Village Hall of Fame because it's just, it's nothing fancy, you know. (laughs) Um, I'd like to introduce that here. And the criteria for entry into the Village Hall of Fame is that a particular actor, actress, director composer, whatever they may be, makes three appearances on the show. Yep. We've missed one. Somebody in this movie has appeared four times already, and another one has appeared three. Oh, no. Okay. And they are not anybody who got, oh, my God, it's him. I'll tell you the one that's done three. It's going to blow my mind. It's going to blow your mind, Tony. Norman Rossington, Herbert Brown. Right. Who's the recruit that's been there like three... On three tours, basically. Yes. The one that saves the day at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Norman Rossington, who I always remember from Hard Day's Night. Ready? Go on. He was in A Night to Remember, playing James Kieran. Bit of a bit part there. And he was in League of Gentlemen, Staff Sergeant Hall. You know when they steal all the guns? Yeah. He's one of the soldiers... Oh, in League of wow. Gentlemen, and he's Herbert Brown in Carry On Sergeant. So Norman Rossington goes into the Hall of Fame. This one 
And if you look at this guy's filmography, I think he's going to just keep on appearing in the Hall of Fame from now until we finish this podcast because he's in everything. <laughs> the actor's name is Cyril Chamberlain. He plays the gun sergeant, the guy that strips the brain gun down. And yes, he's, and Bob, he was in... Um, go on. He's <laughs> been four films, including this one. A Night to Remember. Yep, he was the quartermaster in A Night to Remember. League of Gentlemen. He was the AA guy, the guy on the motorbike. Of course he was. Yeah? Yeah. Because you mentioned him, didn't you, when we were talking yes. about League of Gentlemen, about the AA yes. guy saluting and yeah. all that. Look, that's him, that's Cyril Chamberlain. And he's Alf in Trouble in Store. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. Now, Cyril Chamberlain is in everything. <laughs> <laughs> he's in every British movie up to 1970. <laughs> Just looking through now, yeah. Yeah, go on, let's see if there's yeah. any you Yeah, you the recognize. League of Gentlemen, AA Patrolman Uncredited. Yeah. But Can it's recognisable, isn't it? We we know know Cyril Chamberlain from that movie. He's in Carry On Cruising. Um, I definitely remember him from Carry On Cruising, actually. Regardless, he's in the Bulldog Breed, which is um, Norman Wisdom. Wisdom, yeah. He's in some of the Doctor movies. Dentist on the Job again, which is the Bob Monkhouse thing. He's in Citrinians. On the Beat, yeah. Carry On Cruising. Carry On Cabby. Stitching time. He just appears in every normal wisdom and every carry on movie up to about 1966. Yeah, his l- last movie appearance is 1966. He passed away in 1974. One of those unsung British acting heroes, really, isn't he? He's just yeah. one of those faces that you just know and love, but just couldn't put a name to him. You're staring intently at your iPad. Yes. He was married to Barbara Markham. Barbara Markham. Uh, she was in Flash Gordon, Sunday Bloody Sunday. I've seen Sunday Bloody Sunday. Flash Gordon, the yeah. Gordon's alive. Flash yes. Gordon, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Lady Vanishes, the remake, yeah. Just looking at um, other people. Lisa Lee. What are you looking at? <laughs> These people he's been married to? Yeah. Well, he's had a few marriages then. Stella Smallwood. How many times has he been married to? Uh, oh, one, yeah. Two, three. Three times. He's oh, Welsh. Good luck to him. So they're our first two entries into the Village Hall of Fame. Yes. Norman Rossington, Cyril Chamberlain. As we said like about the Norman Wisdom movies, did you sort of think, I think you said, you wouldn't recommend it as a starting point, the first Norman Wisdom movie, Trouble in Store, if you wanted to discover Norman Wisdom. You said start somewhere in the middle or later on and work your way backwards. Yeah. Is this a good starting point for a carry-on series? I don't know this one. I'd think I'd start at Cleo. Yeah. I'd start, and I know there's a lot before Cleo, but for a first time watch, watch Cleo. To give you an idea of what um, a typical carry on movie is. Or you'll probably end up watching Camping. Because that yeah. seems to be the go to uh, carry yeah. on. If, if, if we were to recommend it to somebody that never ever seen a carry on film, I would probably say camping. Yeah. See, Start for me, there. camping isn't one of my favourites. Is it not? That it's surprises not. me, actually. It's not camping. Um, I think it's a shame because it's the one that always gets played on the telly. Yeah. The one that gets mentioned all the time. Yeah. Like you say, you say carry on camping. Oh, carry, oh yeah, camping. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> oh, it's got to be camping, hasn't it? But there are so many others. Um, Have you got a favourite? Sadly, and it's it's strange for why it's so um, England. I don't know why, but I've Late always one. yeah, I've always enjoyed England. 
And again, that hasn't got Sid James in no. it. Kenneth Williams, Charles Hawtrey's name. Don't get me wrong, I love all the rest of them. That's a bizarre one. And I think Cabby is second to I love Cabby. Cabby's a great one. Cabby's Cab- a great early one. Yeah. Now, you see, I'd, I'd recommend to certain people, if you want to see how a, a franchise evolves from your black and white carry-on sergeant, typical British 1950s comedy, into this baldy, filthy, saucy seaside humour, double entendres, knickers flashing, you know, all that sort of thing. Watch them in order. Yeah. But I think there's sort of like three parts to the Carry On series. There's from this up to Cleo, possibly. From Cleo to Loving, Henry, yeah, early 70s. And then there's that last sort of half a dozen behind England... Um, Emmanuel, all that sort of rubbish, you know. Loving's a bit of a strange one as well. That's seventy-one, yeah. seventy-two. Um, it seems a bit thrown together that one just it's, to get it's, a feel. It's a lot of little, little bit patchy, lots of yeah. little sketches. But then, regardless, is like that because it's all different situations. Yeah. Regardless, Leslie Phillips. Yep. He's in a couple, isn't he? he? Is. Doesn't do many, but Constable and as well. Yeah. The matter what some people say, some people hate the Carry On series. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not for everybody. Um, I certainly couldn't bring a Carry On movie to the Stinking Paws podcast. I would get ripped to shreds. <laughs> because from a technical point of view or a, where they stand in film history, it's it's not up there with your Casablanca and you Gone with the Wind. No. It is a very important series with regard to British movies. Yeah. Very important. Um, Even if people don't like it, you know about Carry On. Yeah. I think it's you know it's, it was the longest-running, consistent British series of movies. You know, I think, if including James Bond, which is an American sort of British co-production, it's obviously overtaken it. But for them to have this run from 58 to, to 92, if you want to include that bloody Columbus movie... It's quite a legacy, mate. It is. It is. I mean... And they were firing them out, sometimes two a year. They were really going for it. Have you got any you're looking forward to reviewing? What ones are you most looking forward to re-watching? Cabby. So that won't be too far away. No, that's not too far away. Cowboy. That's a weird one, but yeah. yeah. Don't lose your head. Oh, the black fingernail. Yeah. And the pommes frites. Yes. <laughs> like again, it's, it's so well done, isn't it? Karen England, as I've mentioned. I'm sort of looking forward to some of the ones that tend to be overlooked or ignored a bit. I'd like to see um, Spying again, because I haven't yeah, seen that for spying. so long. Jack, because it's a little bit different, because not everybody's in it, and I haven't seen that for a long time. But then the classics, I mean, Up the Khyber, I love. Yeah, Up the Khyber's a good one. Yeah. Um, you got Follow That Camel. Again, you got Phil Silvers, Sergeant Bilko's in yeah. there. You know, big American name. Yeah. It's one of the only ones that they went on location for. And there's um, one of two where they dropped the carry-on. So you got Follow That Camel and Don't Lose Your and Head. Don't Lose Your Head, because it's a bit strange to say carry-on, carry Follow That Camel, carry-on, yeah. Don't Lose Your Head. But if you see the titles, it does have the words carry-on. Yeah. Well, it doesn't actually um, don't lose your head. Interestingly as well, I'll tell you what I'd like to do. The team that brought this together, Rogers and... I was going to say Rogers and Hammerstein. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Rogers and... What's, what's his name, the director? Oh, bloody hell. 
Um, Gerald Thomas. Gerald Thomas. In between, they made, produced and directed other movies. And in them, there are about three or four of the carry-on team. Yeah. Twice Around the Daffodils, um, The Big Job, and things like that, that are under their sort of umbrella of their production company. And it features some of the carry-on team. I'm, I'm thinking, as we get to those, I'd like to slot them in as well. Hmm. Just to do a retrospective of what the, the guys were doing, sort of chronologically. Yeah. Um, because the big job with Sid James, Lance Percival, Dick Henry is one of my favourite British comedies of all time. <laughs> Twice Around the Daffodils is based on the same play as Carry On Nurse. So it's the same script. Yeah. It even has the same gag with the daffodil being used as a thermometer. Yeah. Yeah. Have you never seen a man having his temperature taken before? Yes, but never will a daffodil. Has the same gag in it. It's yeah. bizarre. So we might do that as a double bill, perhaps, just to compare them. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to take forever. Yeah, this is the start of a very, very long process, yeah. isn't it? It's taken us a year to get to the first one. And we're probably lucky if we get another one in this year, if we do at all. I'd like to do at least another one before the end of the year. We try. I'd like to, you know, if we've got to really, realistically, do about four or five a year to do, you know, to try and get these done. Because we've also got squeezing all the James Bonds. Yep. The Norman Wisdoms. Yep. Uh, the St. Trinian's movies, the Doctor movies. Yeah. And anything else we can think of. <laughs> Star rating out of five. I know it's not your favourite, and it's sort of mid-table. Three, for yeah, I'd be a three, three, three and a half. If I do a half star, for me. yeah, bottom quarter for me. Yeah, there. I've got, I've got a lot more favourites above this. Yeah, but I'm really looking forward to just discussing how they evolve. Yeah, yeah, as they go into the baldy carry-on stuff that we know and love. It's, it's sort of strange how they they evolve in like the middle tier, like you were talking about the three sections. I think there is a definite sort of divide, isn't there? You can actually say, right, that's that's the the, the golden age of carry on movies is like sixty whatever two to seventy or whatever it may be. Yeah, it, it starts sort of mid range, gets really good, and then yeah. starts to slowly drop back off again. But then you've got some favourites in the later ones, like England and yeah. Behind. And... I think England, for me, reminds me of, because of Winter Davis being in it, it reminds me very much of Ain't Half Hot Mum. Of course. Winter and he Davis plays is. that character so well in it. He, he's a Sergeant Major, isn't he? In it? Yeah. Yeah, because he, but he's in Behind as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably why I enjoy Carry On England so much, because I like Ain't Half, Half Hot Mum. Mum. Yeah. Um, although the cast weren't the same, you could sort of see... Apart from done a short ass, done a short ass. Who's that? Because you got not Melvin Hayes, is it? Yeah, he's Melvin, Melvin Hayes. Hayes. Is he in it? He's in oh, Ain't right. Mum, and he's also in England. Oh, see, I haven't seen it because he's not one of my favourites. Yeah, England. Yeah, um, and I think that's probably why I enjoy it so much because I sort of see a bit of that in it, and it was that yeah. era yeah. as well. Um, so that's probably why I'm a little bit biased for that one. Excellent. All right then, mate. Well. Couple of months' time. What's the next one? We say constable, nurse. Yeah, the year, year you after. Carry on nurse. Yeah, year after it's nurse, and also in the same year, teacher. Like you said, they were doing two a year in certain cases. So excellent. I enjoyed talking about that, mate. Yes. Take a quick break. We'll be back with what we're watching next time. <laughs> Down the road 
there lives a man I'd like you all to know. He grew a great big marrow for the local flower show. And when the story got around, they came from far and wide. And when the people saw the marrow, everybody cried. Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. Oh, what a beauty. It must be two foot long or even more. It's such a lovely colour and so nice and round and fat. I never thought a meadow could grow as big as that. Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. He was leaning on the garden gate the other day and beckoned to a lady who lives across the way. Took her down the garden path and showed it her with pride. And when she saw the size of it, the little lady said, Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. Oh, what a beauty. It must be two foot long or even more. With such a lovely colour and nice and round and fat. I never thought a marrow could grow as big as that. Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. I mean, me marrow. I've never seen one as big as that before. Okay, Tony, next time. This one's not a surprise because I've already told you what it's going to be. But when I read this cast out to you, you can see why I like this film. Quite coincidentally, William Hartnell's in this next movie, again. Stanley Baker is the star. This film is directed by Cy Enfield, who also directed Zulu. Right, okay. With Stanley Baker. It's from 1957, so it's the year before Carry On Sergeant. Sid James is in this in a serious role. Oh. And you've also got a very young Sean Connery, pre-Bond Sean Connery. Okay. Alfie Bass, William Hartnell, as I say, Patrick McGowan, Herbert Lom, David McCallum, Jill Ireland, who went on to be Charles Bronson's wife. Oh. There's a big, big cast list. We've had a lot of feedback already because I did pop this onto the Facebook page that we were going to be doing this. And it turns out this is a lot of people's favourite movie. Okay. And it's Hell Drivers from 1957. You haven't seen it, have you? I haven't seen it. It's a drama. Probably appeal to you, you being a lorry driver, because that is basically what the plot is, is about this group of lorry drivers. Okay. And um, it's all about this racketeering that's going on amongst this truck firm and they've got targets to reach for... They're, they're they're aggregate lorries. They have to pick up aggregate, dump it, and all this stuff, and they have to do so many drops in a in a twelve hour day and things like that. Yeah. Sounds similar. But it's a bit corrupt. Sounds similar. <laughs> <laughs> Still no change. <laughs> um, and it is just one of those classic nineteen fifties British movies. It, it's got seven point two on IMDb, which is quite high on IMDb. So we're looking forward to that. And that's what we'll be reviewing next time. So, 
let's not leave it so long next. So it's been quite a gap, hasn't it, this time round? It has. It has. It's my fault entirely. It bloody is. We're not going to do it again, are we? We're going to try not to, <laughs> no. We've had a few little incidents along the way. Yeah, we don't want to bore the listeners. No. <laughs> Your uh, soap opera life. Yes. <laughs> it's been rather extreme recently, so no. we're back on track, hopefully. Any, any contact with you is always a pleasure, sir. And that, That's almost a carry-on line itself, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Carry on any contact with oh, you, sir. Um, <laughs> hopefully see you next week, week after, mate. Yes, thanks a lot. Be buddy, take care. Bye-bye. Bon voyage. Good luck. Thank you. Hand up, sir.